I wish there were some sports, Pat. But uh, now the, yeah, now the, the Wilders wild. shut down for two more games. You know, I think, you know, 1981, I was, you know, they had the split season in baseball because of the yeah. strike, and people yeah. played odd numbers of games, and they just went by percentage. I think you're going to have to do that in these sports. Yeah. You can't have these teams make up all these games, can you? I don't I mean, know how. I don't, you know, I mean, they're going to, they're not going to play for three weeks. Yeah. They're not playing for another week. They don't have any players. I just saw a note that I think Arizona is going to play someone seven straight games. With really? In the next like 10 to 14 days or something like in, that. In hockey. In hockey, yeah. Because they, they've had series wiped out and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can that find could get it here. The, so it's like a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, right. They're going to end up beating each other with sticks by the time they're done. But it's, you're not, you know, that would be an illegitimate result. But guess what? You're not getting a legitimate result now, right? If you right. if you just slap a team together that's half your uh, minor leaguers and uh, anything. So, I mean, it's it's ridiculous to ask these teams to play that. I, I was hearing about the Nebraska basketball team, which is horrible. But they have. God, your tweet was funny, by the way. <laughs> Call some corn silage. <laughs> corn silage. They're <laughs> Well, he says the other day they can beat anybody. No, they've lost 23 in a row in the Big Ten. <laughs> they can't beat anybody. They can beat nobody, and they proved that last night. But they're playing like five games in eight games, eight days, traveling to Penn State and all over the place because of postponements. Just don't play them. You know, it's it's just ridiculous to try to defeat They're going to play thing. the St. Louis Blues seven straight games. Wow, what? The, the Coyotes are? The, the Coyotes Four are. Four in St. Louis and three in yeah, something, Arizona? Something, something, something like, like that, yeah. Wow. That's, you know, I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? I, Someone had responded to the tweet from the team, from the Arizona Twitter account, saying, can we place bets on number of fights per game at the end of this? I got, I got a pandemic question for both of you guys. Why are we getting tested? Because two days, we can get, we can, if, if we're not feeling sick, you know? If we've been there, mm-hmm. because two days later we can have it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean I'm, why are we getting vaccinated? No, I want to get vaccinated. Yeah. But uh, vaccinated is fine, but tested. I go to get tested on Tuesday because I was I was near somebody two days that had a positive that had a positive. So I get tested on Tuesday and I don't have it. That doesn't mean I don't have it on Wednesday. Right. right? That's a good point. Yeah. I mean it's. It's. Uh, I think you just got to wait and see if there's some symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I, why, that's why I got my oximeter and my uh, temperature gauge, and uh, you know. I and, told the mayor earlier, uh, Pat, uh, after spending a couple of days in your state of Florida, mm-hmm. word hasn't really gotten down there that there's they, this uh, pandemic going they, on. Uh, they uh, seem to have some Tampa gatherings that weren't fully masked. Yes, there was especially. A lot of that. This was a bad year for the home team. To win the Super Bowl. Yep. Because people yep. have a tendency to hit the streets when that happens, right? <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. So not only do you have the game there, but you have the home crowd pouring down to be anywhere near the arena so they can uh, celebrate. When right? I was heading back to the airport, the line to get into Disney World yesterday, mm-hmm. yesterday, early, early in the day yesterday was down, because what is that? Is that four? That's four. Yes. Yeah. Worst was... freeway in the history of mankind. <laughs> wow. They were uh, ready to party with Brady and Gronk at uh, at Disney oh, World. Oh, is that? Oh, they had Brady and Gronk yeah. going to Disney World? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we have, 
the situation of, of reporters going to spring training, you know, and they've always rented condos. You know, the, the newspapers always rented a condo that was built for three or four. But uh, could, we have some people who are very strict about trying to protect themselves and others who have a tendency to go out at night. So now they have to get like hotel room, different hotel, because you have you have different discipline ideas of discipline in in all groups i think and uh, well what's and, hockey's problem a lack of discipline with the players going I out don't at night no i think it isn't half of it you're laying on top of each other in the corner spitting maybe you know i mean if somebody's got it in hockey you know there's no place filthier than a hockey oh, locker a room dish. it's just yeah. the, except for a wrestling room a wrestling yeah. room's worse yes but yeah i mean it's I did all that equipment, Joe, and stuff. I mean, I know, I know, I know it's not, you know, I don't know what it's, it's airborne, supposedly, but all that sweat can't help you, can it? Well, we've had a theory for years that the team that's going to win the cup is the team that can continue to stand to put on their equipment. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you're going out there for game six and you just got in you're on the road for game six you're 82 down, degrees you're outside down, you're down three to two yeah. you just had the home court advantage taken of ice advantage taken away from you and you got beat six to one at home yep and you're saying you know do i gotta put this I on again <laughs> i could be in saskatchewan playing golf and yeah. swatting flies you know <laughs> deer flies could be my number one problem the hell with it if they get the first one I'm done. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go out there and give it my all, but if they get the first one, they out with it. You know, yeah. so that's that's true. That is uh, that is true. Hey, I still Judd this today, but I'm really I'm really kicking myself in the ass during this pandemic because you've had to go find stuff as a sports columnist, mm -hmm. and I'm I keep running across these thousands of columns that were out there that I ignored for 40, you know, oh, that's a great story. Yeah. But I went to a ball game instead and wrote, Joe got knocked out in the third inning or some damn thing <laughs> like that. It's Anyway, I was thinking of, uh, we were talking about Wooger and the, some of the Wooger stories and about the bus trips the Gophers used to take oh, to man. Houghton and stuff. And when yep. Jake and Wanda, the parents would go along and, Crowley and Bonin would get beer for Jake in the back in the back of the bus. And why didn't they ever ride with him to Houghton? It would have been great. Oh, that would have been, been a great. Would have been a great. So uh, anyway, that's what I was thinking. Okay, speaking of Houghton, yes. Where, where is Michigan Tech? What uh, what conference are they in? They are in the. They're with my uh, Mavs, aren't they're they? They're in the Mavs in the, and they are surviving in the. The WCHA is going away, Joe, the old mm -hmm. the, the title. The 10-team WCHA is going away. Basically, they threw out the two Alaska teams and Huntsville. Mm -hmm. So they're down to seven teams. And one of the Alaskas already said they're not going to play hockey, Anchorage. And Billy Robb is the... Uh, is the is the commissioner and still trying to slap together a league, but it's not going to happen. I've so, always wanted to cover a game in Houghton or go to a so, game in Houghton. Oh, it's great! I was up there a couple of times, but they uh, they got three teams on the UP. You know, they got Northern Michigan, mm -hmm. Michigan Tech, and Lake Superior State over in Sault Ste. Marie, and and then they're going to have 
That's so that whatever they're going to call the league, I think they're going to go back to CCHA, right? Uh, the old Central, and then they're going to have Bemidji, Mankato, uh, who else? Uh, Ferris State, yeah, and uh, Saint Cloud. No, Saint Cloud's in the good league, but the that's NCHC. right. Yeah. And uh, Ferris State and somebody else out in that. Can area. this be Bowling, right? Bowling Green, I guess. They're they're I, I'm on their Twitter account, Michigan Tech Hockey's Twitter account. They're celebrating their 100th year of oh, hockey. Oh God, yes, that's uh, yes. they oh, were wow. they were Herbie's number one rival in uh, in uh, national really? in that national championship run. They played Tech beat them one year. They beat Tech one year. Tech was a powerhouse because they had. They had twenty-two-year-old Canadians before. Oh, uh, sure. You know they they who walked across frozen Lake Superior. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> all of them very, very strongly potential engineers because that was an engineering <laughs> yeah. school. I think they came up with some. What what did Sid used to whine about the sports management classes yeah, at Michigan? Yeah. That was the reason. <laughs> that was the reason Michigan beat the Gophers thirty years in a row because they had sports management classes. I think they had some sports management classes at Tech for all those Canadians. But. Isn't it? Don't they have a winter carnival there? Because oh, that's when I would there. wanted to have covered the game. Because oh, yes. that was a big deal. If the Gophers castle. were there yeah. during the winter carnival. Oh, Gilbert. Yeah, Gilbert used to make visiting. <laughs> visiting the Winter Carnival on the weekend, the equivalent of invading Russia, right. of right. Hitler invading Russia. Right. You know the odds are against you. It's a big play. He used to he used to set up that Winter Carnival as though there was a mystique applied to it. I never saw it the Winter Carnival, but all these engineers would go out and build these in. Incredible ice castles and snow sculptures and stuff, like the Winter Carnival, except with brainiacs behind them, and, and then they'd have the big competition, and the, it, it apparently was uh, very festive. So yep, yep, yep. And uh, I, I don't know what kind of shape that school's in now, but uh, they they've had uh, decent hockey in the last few years. They're not they're like in that in the. WCHA, the version that it is now, they're usually second or third. Yeah. What would my sister's kid be to me? My nephew? Yes. He, he <laughs> yes. went to Michigan Tech okay. and actually was an engineer. <laughs> yeah. I can always figure out the nephew and niece thing. Yeah. It's the first cousin, second cousin. What, what's, yeah. what's the difference between a first cousin and a second cousin? I always have hard I don't even want to go there. It would I be, I believe, the, uh, the son of your first or son or daughter of your first cousin would be your second cousin. Okay, but how me? do you become my first cousin? So, well, how how do you become my first cousin? Well, if you have a now, the, Kathleen and Cecilia and Slayton, we were very close to, and they were the daughters of my mother's brother. Yeah, those are your first those cousins. are first cousins. Yeah. Okay, so I their children my, would be your, your second, second cousin. cousin. Okay, and then down the line. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there was my dad and, and his you, brother. You, you can marry. <laughs> you can't marry your first or no. second cousin, but third cousin, you're you're, you're good a, there. You're yeah. getting in a gray area then, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there was my dad and his brother. So my brother's kids would be my first, first cousins. cousins. Yes. Yep. 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 Yes. 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 They're not nephews and nieces. No, no. Uh -huh. That would be the, the the children of your uh, yeah, siblings. Yeah, you can only be a nephew or niece if you're in the in the that one family line, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, you know, my mine is you're at the end of the Patrick Ricey line. By the way, it's over. Really? Yep. 
because my uh, now Ryan is my stepson, but we can't, you know, and he got the grandkids, and I consider them to my precious grandkids, except when they're brats. And uh, <laughs> who's going to be the king? But there's, you know, Jim's not having kids, and Chris is. I just lost Pat. Yeah, there he is. And yeah, so Jim's. You know, my oldest son's not having children because they attempted that and it didn't work out. And Chris, there's no chance. You know, she might want him to spend five dollars. And right. uh, so I, it's going to be over, man. It's well, going over. I never thought I would have the chance to utter this line, but I have a first cousin on my mom's side of the family who married a second cousin of mine on my dad's side of the family. Is that okay? It, it is. And then when it was brought up at the wedding, he said, she ain't my cousin. <laughs> 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 yeah, so well, wait a minute now. Let's no, 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 because the again. only unity is my parents. So she's the niece of my mom, but he's the second cousin of my dad. They're, they have no relation to one another other than being husband. There's no blood. No, uh-uh, no. I wonder if the whole cousin deal, you know, I think just because they thought it was tacky, they said, well, if you marry your cousin, your the kids will be insane, right? Yes. Wasn't that the deal? Yeah, they were going to have something like that. Yeah, chromosomes messed up. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's just to keep it from happening because it looks a little tacky. Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> Well, I'm not going to take a chance. I think the royalty didn't royalty used to do that a lot. Right? Well, look at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's right. That's right. They did. You know, Joe. I know we're drifting off sports here. I think we have, but I still can't figure out how Britain, Great Britain, the Britannia, the you know the the kings of the sea and all this, ended up with a bunch of Germans running the place. Well, how the hell did that? That goes to sixteen hundred or something. But how did the Germans take over? Well, how in the hell did Ch- Charles? Is a Greek? He's from Greece. Who? Prince Charles? Not who's the old guy? The king's, the queen's husband, isn't that Prince Charles? Philip. Or Prince Philip? He's Philip. a Greek. Yeah, well, yeah, but that was probably because of royalty. He was Greek royalty or something. Who knows? Well, oh, you know, nuts. a lot of those Europeans don't recognize the counts, but they still got people running around calling themselves counts and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> I I think he's my favorite royal of all time, though. I mean, he must be gone now because they don't let him out in public anymore. But his his say his his speeches and words and comments inappropriate <laughs> through the years have been fantastic. Wouldn't you say? This is the result of two lousy basketball teams in the Twin Cities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no hockey. Here, Joe, here's what's amazing. The best freshman basketball player in America, and probably the best guard in America, is from St. Paul, basically. Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. He's from the Suggs of St. Paul. Right? Where's he, he play? He's cousins to the Suggs yeah, right. from Cajun. Is he at Creighton? He, he was at Minnehaha, uh-huh. and then he is at Gonzaga. And they're number one in the country, and he's going to be he's going to be a one-and-done and probably one of the top three draft choices in the NBA. All right. Last night, Paige Bukers, who played at Hopkins, is a freshman at UConn. Yep. Which is... Now, 20 years, 25 years into this dynasty, got 31 of their 63 in overtime to beat number one rated South Carolina to become the number one rated team. 
And she is a freshman from Hopkins. Yep. So we are the basketball capital of the war of America, except for the fact that Timberwolves stink, the Gophers men stink, and the Gophers women stink, right? Why couldn't the Gophers get sucks? Uh, they asked. <laughs> yeah, they were polite. Yeah, he politely they declined. We, the list of why didn't the Gophers get in the last uh, decade is uh, pretty impressive. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah, they got a, they got a lot. Why of didn't them. the women get Paige? Well, I think Lindsay can blame the fact that uh, the previous administration did not uh, have her locked up. But women go to if they can go to UConn as their number one recruit, they're going to go to UConn. UConn is. UConn is more prestigious in women's basketball than Duke is in men's basketball. But here's the good news in college basketball. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, and Michigan State, none of them are rated for the first time since 1961. Wow. That they had a ratings that that at least one of them wasn't rated. That's incredible. Yeah. Holy cow. And uh, they all seem to have the same problem. No great guard. You know, they all have mediocre guard play. I did see that uh, your guy, Coach K, a few weeks ago said that he thinks it's silly that we're continuing the season because they're so rotten this year, of course. Yeah, and he didn't want to do back surgery this time. Last time, 30 years ago, when he had the bad team, he had back surgery and gave all the losses to Pete Gaudet. <laughs> and uh, you know when you look on his record, those yeah. losses aren't on his record. And we we were considering he was considering something. He's seventy two or three. Though, Is he right? really? Yeah, wow. I think so. Yeah, he's still a sniveling, <laughs> egotistical. Uh, you want something else to remember that's interesting about Brady? Yes. In two thousand, his draft year. Yes. 198 players were taken before him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Joe, he'd hardly been a starter at... Uh, yeah. He, the only reason he was a starter at Michigan was Drew Henson. He was going to play baseball. Drew right? Henson, the Yankees gave Drew Henson this huge contract because he was the future of Michigan football as a quarterback. Drew Henson, he had a great year as a, what, sophomore or something? And, and Brady was a bench warmer. And, and then Drew Henson signed... Michigan thought Drew Henson was coming back, and in August Steinbrenner gave him a they drafted him in June, and then they gave him a big pot of money like in August, and they didn't have time to get another quarterback, so they played Brady, and they had a good year, but not not good enough to make him higher than a sixth draft choice, sixth yeah. rounder, right? It's yeah. amazing. He's got to be the only one in that class left in the league, isn't he? Oh, oh I God, would imagine yes. so. Yeah. God, yeah. yes. Well, he's yeah. forty three now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, he looks he looks more sprightly. He didn't look good early this year, but he looked more sprightly and not injured than the last part of the season and then the playoff run than he'd had in years. I mean, he'd he got he'd had some injuries, gotten banged up a little. And uh, have we checked the air pressure in the football? By I the don't way? know if we got a report on that. Perhaps the most overrated scandal in the history of sports. It really wasn't much of a scandal. <laughs> no, but boy, there's a lot of people. Now, I heard a fellow in town who happened to be trying to listen to a, a whichever something was on the uh, a uh, the FM radio station would have been a game. And I heard 
uh, a very astute young man who's a commentator over there named Meat Sauce. <laughs> and, I mean, this guy is... And Meat Sauce was trying to convince everyone that uh, Brady's terrible and he's just a horrible guy. And what, what, Where is he getting that yeah, from? What do we need, you know, what, he's, just, he's terrible, he's, you know, he stinks, and, and you know, he... he, he he hates Brady. Why do you hate Brady? I have What's no idea. What's there to hate about Brady? He would, you know, he wins and he doesn't rub people's nose in it. He was the seventh quarterback taken that year. Okay, that give 199. me the first six. Guess who was picked 15 spots ahead of him at pick 183? Out of Southwest Texas State by the Cleveland Browns, your guy, Spurgeon Wynn. Really? Was drafted oh, really? 16 spots mm-hmm. ahead of Mr. Brady. Uh, what, is, uh, what is the whole draft there? Who uh, are the quarterbacks? The quarterbacks uh, with the 18th overall pick, the Jets. Boy, so think how different the draft was back then. The, 18, the, yeah. The 18 is the first quarterback taken. Now, if you got a half a chance, you're going, you're going one. in the top yep. three or one. Or, yeah. uh, at 18, the Jets took Chad Pennington. In the third round, the 49ers took somebody. Nobody, so one draft, one quarterback in the first two rounds? And as I read on the list, you're going to see why. Okay. Uh, the 49ers took a guy by the name of Giovanni Carmazzi out of Hofstra. I never heard of him, the but Raven, I don't follow Hofstra football closely. The Ravens took Chris Redman, who had a decent career. In the third round, the Pittsburgh Steelers took T. Martin out of Tennessee. Who you want? Didn't he win, a national, win the national championship? Yep. Didn't he? Uh, the New Orleans Saints drafted Mark Bolger, who ended up being a starter for a long time with the Rams. I mentioned Spurgeon Wynn, Tom Brady. And lastly, the Washington Redskins took Todd Husek in the sixth round that out of That might Stanford. be the worst collection of Whew. quarterbacks drafted except for Brady in, uh, in the last 20 years for sure. Yeah. Oof. but. But that's the way drafts used to be. They didn't. Everybody wasn't in a panic to get a quarterback. But uh, now right. it's now that has changed. So. And I saw. Did I see Carson Wentz is on his way out today? Uh, somebody's going to take. Who did I see who might take him? Uh, the Bears and the Colts were rumored to be interested. God in God Almighty, he's maybe the Colts, but he's he's not that good. I didn't like him when they. We're giving him a hundred million. I don't get it. I don't get. I it. think injuries though derailed him because that year that they won it before he got hurt, he was the MVP of the league. Don't you think? No, I don't. Okay. I don't think that. No, I didn't think uh, as good as he was though, Joe. I didn't want Brady to be the MVP of the Super Bowl. I wanted somebody from that defense. Because they... the defensive coach Todd Bowles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to get another chance probably yeah. to coach yep. in the NFL. It is amazing when you. Uh, Consider that uh, the left Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, is uh, probably going to get a job too here in the next next time around, and he's that quarterback. He's got to be six six, right? Yeah, something and like that. He was Culpepper size. Jacksonville, big, right? Didn't he play at Jacksonville? But he was, for he was like he's like two seventy, two eighty. I think, I think he can walk in a room and be a commanding presence if he decides to. If he decides to go old school and chew somebody out, I think you, I think he could get your attention because yes. he's a big fella. What gave Brady his break with the Patriots? How did it develop uh, that he became the Bledsoe starter? Bledsoe got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when Bledsoe got healthy, he Brady played five, six games maybe. And Belichick, in a very controversial decision— uh, 
decided to stick with Brady, much to the chagrin of Bledsoe and Bledsoe's backers, including my friend Ron Borges, who is a well-known boxing writer, but also a columnist and football writer. Mm-hmm. For I believe he was with the Herald. It might have been the Globe. Wrote this, <laughs> wrote this scathing column about the idiocy, idiocy of Belichick sticking with Brady. And then they won the Super Bowl. And that one mm-hmm. might have shown up on Old Takes Exposed. Yes, uh, if, if that Twitter had existed then. <laughs> just think. Oh. Just think. Brady is like seven years before Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, like he's way, be- he's way before Twitter. That's crazy. He's way before Julio Ojeda Zapata invented Twitter. Right. <laughs> Actually, hey, Twitter's 2008. Yeah. Okay. And his first year was what? 2000. 2000. 2000. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that? Yeah, he, he was, uh, you know, email. People were still emailing back then, for God's mm-hmm. sakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, it is it it is incredible. And uh, he said he was going to play till 45. Everybody keeps saying, is he coming back? Yeah. Did you hear the Gronk story, by the way? Uh, so apparently, when they were supposed to be training on their own, this is how much you got to love a guy like Gronk. So they were supposed to be doing, you know, go to your local high school and run your sprints and take yeah. video of it and then send it back in every day. They were supposed to be doing this. Uh-huh. Apparently Gronk and his buddy went to their high school in Arizona, I believe mm-hmm. is where he lives in the off season. And Gronk brought five different shirts. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And did a fifteen second video of him and running away. Yeah. <laughs> and then would send them in. <laughs> you, know, you know he stole that from? Who? Jeff Passel. Really? Jeff Passel, I almost got him fired because I was in, I don't know, was, was I still writing for St. Paul? I, I'm not sure. But Jeff was the kid reporter for the, for the KR, KR 11. He was like mm-hmm. Ryther's, Ryther's whatever caddy. He's the guy that actually did the work. But Jeff came down to Fort Myers and for the media, you know, day and Jeff. Uh, on media day when they're marching the guys out and Jeff's down there for a week and Jeff likes to play golf and go to the beach. So Jeff shows up, he's got five shirts, right? <laughs> so he, he interviews, you know, whoever, Herbeck with one shirt, goes, interviews Puck with the other shirt, you know, does the whole thing. So I, I wrote some witty little thing about this guy's got it figured out or something like that. I paid, had it in, uh, and I said, either he was sweating a lot or there's something going on here, you know. <laughs> Pass old and I are buddies now, and I, I don't think he ever got real bitter. Oh, he's a good guy. I, he's not I, a bad I don't guy. think they ever got, I don't think he ever got bitter, but he got some, he got, what were you doing down there when he, when he, uh, were you more upset that you didn't think of it for, no, you know? no I like being there, but I, I didn't have anything to do. You I know? Suppose, he, yeah. he wanted to go play golf, and, you know, he's a, Two, you know, he was a good player and stuff like that. So, are we going to have fans, by the way, at spring training? Supposedly twenty five hundred. Yeah. What the hell? If we can do that in Tampa, oh, might as well have a. Are you going, Patrick? I think I might go head on down after I get the second vaccine. So, but I'm not beforehand. But the bride's not interested, so I don't. I don't know. I I guess I'm going, but well, the second one is where you're supposed to get the. Maybe some 
after effects. Oh, that's okay. Well, wait a minute. Days. You got yours, didn't you, Suits, on Friday? Yeah. 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 First one. First but I one. didn't get the, I get the second one in March. Suits and I, everybody's saying, you know, uh, we're both qualified. Yep. We're both qualified. There's mean, no. Yes. By the way, did you see that Bill Russell finally got vaccinated? No. And Bill Russell, he's, what, 80-something, right? Yep. yep. And he he tweeted something out about how long he and his wife had been waiting. I think Bill Russell ought to get to go to the front of the line. I do, too. Don't you? Yes. You know, some health care worker who's going to get a shot should call up and say, Bill, you can have mine. You know, Pat, Bill, there's no plan. As we now know, no. you're completely on your own. <laughs> yeah, you are. But we're bragging in the headline that we're now 14th in the nation, Yeah, which tells you that the nation is screwed oh. up. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, you know, this is the all-time, if you have somebody that can give you a hint on where to call and take a shot. Nobody can get you, you know, but they got to. If somebody can call, what do I do? You know, I'm in the lottery, by the way, which, what did I say uh, about the lottery? That uh, Dean Chance was the worst hitter in the history of Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. He hit 68, right? He he was a pitcher. Yeah, he was a pitcher. But he struck out two-thirds of the time in Lake Forum. And... He got 42 hits and 800 bats or something, 809. He had twice as good a chance of getting a hit as you did if you signed up for the lottery (laughs) as a senior. Twice as good. Dean had twice as good a chance. I don't know how this occurred in my somewhat wacky brain, but I said, I'm thinking, I see the numbers, 205,000, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's... 8,000 vaccines for that week or something. So I said, who's the worst? Wait a minute. Who's said, the worst, wait a minute. Who's the worst hitter of all time? <laughs> who's the worst hitter of all time? Dean Chance, the worst hitter I ever saw. I looked him up. <laughs> Dean had twice as good a chance to hit a double as yep. you do at winning that lottery. But they at least send you that notice every week saying you didn't make her, but we were right. thinking about you. So right. anyway, it's... Uh, uh, now, uh, boy, uh, I'd hate to be that outfit that South Africa says it doesn't work for our, uh, uh, they got millions of, uh, vaccines and, uh, they're saying, eh, it might not work for ours. So yeah, that uh, was troubling. Anyway, yes. I don't want them to tell me it doesn't work for these other ones. No, you no. want to hear that it does work. I want to hear, I didn't want to hear anything about it. Okay. Yeah. I just want to, okay. I got vaccinated. I got a better chance. Let's go. Let's go. How about Pedro Gomez, man? That oh, is wow. terrible, Joe. What happened? Nobody knows yet. 58 years old, good shape, hell of a guy. I knew him pretty well. And, uh, you know, 58. He's, he's got a son who's a prospect with the Red Sox and just a good guy. Had the, you know, his parents, his mother delivered him uh, two weeks, I believe, after she arrived from Cuba. They, you know, they arrived from Cuba, and uh, or maybe it was two months. But mom was seven, eight months pregnant when they hit the shore here, and so Pedro was not born in Havana, but he could have been. But Pedro, Pedro had that easy Spanish when he talked. That was a pretty, you know, he's you you, you had no hint of a 
Spanish accent with him. Obviously, he grew up here going to. But when he talked to a Spanish guy, it was like, you know, old home week. <laughs> and what an advantage. Because, you know, he could go over there and BS with the Spanish guys. And they felt comfortable. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and, it, and, they, and he would learn stuff. But I, I tweeted this, and I talked about it earlier. But he wrote the balls. He was a, before he went to ESPN. He was a columnist at the Arizona Republic, and he had been a ball writer in the Bay Area. And and 2001, the Diamondbacks are in the World Series, and it's like anywhere. Even though two thirds of ninety percent of them had never been to a Diamondbacks game. It was madness down there, Joe. I mean, you know, because it's the first time around and also the last time, by the way. And like, it's like 87 here. You know, it's like 87, how crazy it was and how we were all writing this crap. You know, that, I mean, the paper had front pages on the guy who'd set up a diamond in his yard and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, all those. Yeah. Game seven, they, they come home, they're down three to two because they blew those two games in Yankee Stadium. And then they uh, hang him high, Kim, uh, was, uh, gave up those home runs. And so they blow him out in game six, right? Didn't they beat him 15 yeah, to I think one so. or something? But Pedro's column on, I can't remember, were they weekends? I think they were weekends. Pedro's column on Sunday morning, game seven. The starter is Kurt Schilling, is what a jerk Kurt Schilling is and how none of his teammates can stand him. Wow. Before game seven. And you you can write that column in July, but before game seven of the World Series, I every time I saw him, I gave him the Sammy Cassell dance. I said, yeah. <laughs> I, said I would have never... I would have, I would have never had the guts that he shrugged and says that's a, you know, well, he had quotes from unnamed players, but he had quotes. His best work was when he was, you know, assigned Following to cover bonds. bonds. Yeah, because he did not care at all. He would, he would go after him. And I thought, wow, this guy's got a set mm-hmm. on him. Well, Howard Bryant, you know, Howard Bryant is a a, a, a black sports writer and goes mm-hmm. back a ways and has become very, you know, very strident about. You know, uh, that, that's he's basically for the last ten years been he's written books and black issues. But he was a young uh, sports writer in the Bay Area, no, in Arizona, in Arizona, because where was Larusso was no Larusso was managing the A's. So Harold was like a twenty-four-year-old prep writer in the for the at the rival paper, the Oakland Tribune or something. And he gets sent out to cover an A's game, and he writes a game story, and the headline says, Eckersley blows save. But he didn't blow a save. He, he gave up a two-run homer, and the game was tied one-to-one. So. And in the story, it says he gave up a two-run homer. He didn't, it, the story doesn't say anything about blowing a save, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. It took a loss. Well, LaRusso, who can be the biggest jackass of all time, just went on this rant. Well, see what I put up with you guys, you guys. And who's Howard Bryant? Who the believe is Howard Bryant? And the kid says, I'm, I am. And Howard, Howard says, the story didn't say that. The headline did. 
And then and Tony Tony keeps going and finally uh Pedro says, J C, you know, Tony, the story didn't say blew the save. Give the kid a break for God's sakes, Tony. <laughs> and Good. Howard said He's loved him ever since. They were yeah. very close, and he just talked to him three days ago. But wow. but Pedro, you know, the, and there are a lot of veteran uh, writers out there who are just sitting there not saying anything like most of us would have probably. And, uh, and uh, you know, I sat through a couple of TK's tirades against a certain sports writer, but I agreed with them, so I didn't. I didn't interrupt. I didn't interrupt. I don't know what I would have done. You're kind in of this. I don't know agreement. what I would have done in this situation, but uh, but uh, yeah, that was. I mean, that was the kind of guy he was too. He was, you know, he was he was fearless, but in a very low key way. You know, he was, and ESPN screwed with him too. You know, they did. They, they kind of cut down on his exposure at times, and he didn't. He just lived his life. You know. The family man and good guy. That's too bad. Yeah. Because I saw Ratto had a piece on him. I haven't oh, read Ratto. it yet. Yeah, well, he and Ratto, you know, Ratto was in the Bay Area. Oh, when, sure. When yeah. he was a kid out there. So Ratto, and he he, he knew all those guys. Uh, Ratto is now writing for the, what the hell is it called? The oh, uh, I can't remember. Here, I'll pull it's, up his uh, account. It's, uh, is it, I think it's the uh, guys who left Deadspin. Well, the the best was the last time we had him on the ride with Roycey, you asked him how things were going. He said, well, I think I'm the only writer in America that doesn't work for the athletic. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the uh, the uh, the guys who broke off from Deadspin because Deadspin wanted them to be classy. Defector now, Media? Defector. He writes for the Defector. Is hey, you know who I heard from recently? Tell me. David Israel, of all people. Holy cow. Yeah. Living in L.A., writing novels. Writing novels. He None of which and, have sold it, I'm aware. He went out and uh, wrote some screenplays, though, right? Yep. Yes. Didn't he yep. follow Shulian out there, yep. basically? Yep, 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 yep. Is Shulian still, Shulian's still with us, I think. I think I don't so. Know. I you think used so. to see Shulian's name on. Israel, Israel wrote a TV series or two, didn't he? I think yeah, he and did. I'll, I'll, I'll always be indebted to Shulian, because Shulian was the guy who turned me on to uh, Elmore Leonard. Shulian mm-hmm. was Shulian was a great writer. Yeah, but apparently, if you were on the desk of the Chicago Tribune or the mm-hmm. uh, L.A. when he was out there and changed a comma, oh, yeah. he would call Ooh. up and scream. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, he was very into the words. But Israel was great too. Israel yeah. was, a, uh, but he went out and they. They got in on TV. I think I, I don't know what John John was writing movies, but I think Israel wrote a couple of TV. They got series. smarter earlier than we did. Yes, they did. They yeah. didn't. <laughs> uh, you know, they thought they thought there was more to life. That's my problem. Yeah, yeah. that's my problem. I never thought there was more to life. Yeah. I thought this was no. There's nothing else. What the hell? You know. I mean? That's why you were so thrilled to get a shot. You know, you finally got something. Yes. I finally got something. You got something. You know, I was listening to. Uh, Country Western, of course, riding down to Foley yesterday, and I'm heading down to the prairie, and Jerry Lewis comes on. Oh, boy. And Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis is singing Middle Age Crazy. And I'm thinking, you know what? You know, because Middle Age, you know, Middle Age Crazy, there's a great line in there about still thinking I can get it done or something. And yeah. I was thinking, you know what I am? 
I'm old age crazy. Right. I'm driving to Fulton to try to come up with some kind of a, a, a sonnet on uh, little tiny towns trying to play sports. So, uh, Joe, Fulda. I would have graduated. The superintendent came in with the yearbook from what was my junior year. 66 in that class. 66. 66 people. Later on, in the senior class. Senior yeah. class. Wow. Later on, they graduated. I was talking to the, this gal that took a couple of photos for me. And she graduated in the 80s, and they had a class of 89 wow. one time in the 80s. 17. No. 17 this year. Wow. Wow. 17 seniors. They. That's why they're playing sports with Heron Lake Okabina. Right. How can yeah. they even afford it? These little towns, open. these little towns, man, they want to, you know, they still got the, I don't know when they're going to get a new generation down there, but they don't want to lose their high school. So they, you know, uh, Ellsworth, which won two or three state basketball titles, little tiny town uh, down there a mile from the Iowa border. And they have finally given it up and athletically and and now sending their athletes to adrian which is a little bigger town but they still got a school and they got a hundred and i ran into the Schilling brothers two of the Schilling brothers were refereeing last night <laughs> and i was talking because they were the stars of those ellsworth teams and they got 151 kids k through 12 Holy and they still wow. got they still got their school going in ellsworth they got wow. 12 seniors or something like that wow it's it, it, you go down there, Joe, and it's just incredible how many towns there are. Why did yep. we build all these towns? Because you know, I mean, they all had grain elevators, yeah, probably. Yeah, and, and water stops for the train, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, there was more than one. Apparently, trains had their own tracks. Yeah. So, you know, one company had different tracks. So they, you got all these towns. Heron Lake and Okabina are identical towns five miles apart from each other. Right. Wow! For what purpose? <laughs> Why? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, it is really weird down there. But man, they're hurting. They're hurting. Meanwhile, the Schilling brothers, these two guys, own two thousand acres and have eighteen thousand hogs. Wow! This are they th can get you a slab of bacon if you talk to them. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. they, this isn't the U of M Schillings. The no, 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 no. This is the, the Ellsworth uh, guys. That uh, one of them was a great player at Augustana when they won the national okay. championship. And, okay. Uh, yeah, they were probably a couple of Mister Basketballs in there. They were. They ain't the Kurt Schillings either. No, no. they ain't the Kurt Schillings. No. Worst no. teammate in the history of sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pedro. Whew. All right, Pedro, man. you're my hero. Yep. All right, see you. I've got a buddy, Bob, who has three New Year's resolutions every year, and truth be told, he rarely succeeds at accomplishing his goals. He's not alone, by the way. Only 10% of us do accomplish our New Year's resolution. Then it hit me. Bob should call the Canopy Group. Why? Bob wants to read more, and I'm not going to be able to read to him. Bob wants to lose 20 pounds, and I'm sure not the guy to help him with that. But I can help him with his third resolution, and that is to save money. How's he going to do 
that? By handing this resolution over to the 30 professionals at the Canopy Group. They will help Bob save money on his home and auto insurance and have better coverage at the same time. There's 16 companies assure Bob's success, not only just this year, but they will do this for Bob every year to be sure he has the best coverage at the best price. New clients save more than $800 annually. Hand your New Year's resolution over to the Canopy Group and be part of the 10% with good old Bob who succeed in accomplishing at least one of their New Year's resolutions. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. All you Bobs out there, get with it. 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. It's Reverse for Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, who has a very important question for you. Do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. He has found that he meets people with every single day that they have no idea what they own. He has seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that these bonds currently yield. Josh begs of you, know what you own. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. You can take it from me that you can trust Josh. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608.